Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, progressive, conservative, or otherwise, you get to hear your point of view. We are an independent media outlet that, unlike mainstream media beholden to corporations, we only owe allegiance to you. Remember, you can also send me a tweet at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is at Egberto Willis. Let us engage. It is politics done right. Welcome to Politics Done Right from the studios of KPFT 90.1 FM, Houston, your community radio station. We have a great program for you today. We have the daughter of a United States spy that's going to be talking about the Ukraine war and what her father discovered. Folks, you're going to see the connections between the Ukraine war and pipelines. There's a hell of a lot to talk about. But guess what? I have some great news for you guys. KPFT has a home. We finally purchased a home to host uh, our studios again. So very soon, very soon, as we get more funds that we can build out, we will be in those studios and we are going to be able to take your calls again. I'm going to tell you, my KPFT brothers and sisters, how much I missed you over the last two years, having sold the building, having the pandemic, having all those other things that have occurred. We sure miss you. But we are in fun drive mode, folks, and we need your support. So first of all, make sure we can get those studios up to par so that we can open it as soon as possible. We hope so. I am, I am, I am hoping that we are going to have this thing open in, 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 well, I'm not going to put any numbers on it because, you know, politics done right. We only talk facts here, but we want to get it up in weeks. Okay. That's what we're aiming for to get it up in weeks. We do need your support because there's a complete build out for studios, cameras, and all that guy, that stuff to give you a complete picture of what it's going to be about. And I'm hoping to be able to work with many to arrange a big launch when we open and have you there with us. And I'm telling you something that I am, this is my personal, my personal uh, gift to you, my personal request to you. Those of you who provide support in the name of politics done right, of $100 or more, of $100 or, or more, I'll arrange it for however many days it's going to take. I'm going to have you there if you so choose, if you so want, a hundred or more, to come and sit down in that studio with me as we are doing a live Politics Done Right show. I mean, we need all kind of support. And, you know, that's a little teaser, yes. But think about it. You, you're sitting there and you're in the action in La Cámara. La gente te puede ver en la cámara. They'll see you on the camera and we're, we're, we're doing together and you see the show being done live. Why don't you support us $100 or more and I'll start taking down names, right, of, of, of my supporters that, I, that are going to that provide those. And we're having it in studio, folks. So please help us get that studio up and running quickly. We already have the property. I don't have the address with me right on hand now, 
But in a subsequent show, I'll let you know. We're ready to go. We're serious. We are going to be back on air in the house. In other words, you're not going to, I'm not going to be pre-recording like I have to right now. We're going to be doing this baby live. You know, and you're going to be able to call in. You're going to be saying, but I don't agree with you on that. 713-526-5738. 713-526-573. Please call now before we start completely. Please call now. And 713-526-5738. Or go to kpft.org. kpft.org. Select whatever option you want. Just provide that contribution of $100 or more. Well, look, you know you can contribute however much you want to contribute, okay? That's the reality. But I'm saying... I'm, I'm doing this to try to bring in more uh, more stuff for our our station. Notice I said our station, right? So $100 or more, make sure to select politics done right because all I'm going to get are those folks who are contributing to politics done right that I know who will be coming into the studio with me when we open as we do live programming. Folks, please call 713-526-5738, 713-526-5738, or go to kpft.org. Provide us with $100 or more to be in studio. And we also have a lot of options with books. I'll to tell you about the books right now. Please get one of my several books out there. As I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom for a contribution of $120. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors for a contribution of $120. How to make America utopia, take away the economy from those who rigged it for a pledge of $120. Get any two of those books for $200, any three of those books for $250. The contributions for my books go directly to support our station, KPFT 90.1 FM. Alternatively, folks, please get your basic KPFT-only membership for $40, a Pacifica-only membership for $25, or choose from one of our many other gifts for your contribution. Just go to kpft.org, choose Politics Done Right for the program, and select an option either for our books or something else to support the station. It is definitely worth it. Bush had a Freudian slip. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 75. Uh, now, you know, that's why you have to be careful when you're pointing fingers, because people tend to remember uh, what you've done in the past. And in this case, it was actually the person who perpetrated it. Steve, Steve just about hit everybody on this particular piece that I'm going to read that I'm going to play here. And he does so saying 
we have to come up with exactly what you said there, Brother Bruce, solutions. Let's go ahead and listen to Steve Schmidt, and then we'll take it on the other side. And so what all of this is, is a coherent, organized ideology. And that ideology has a name. It's called fascism. The argument that Tucker Carlson is making and that J.D. Vance and others is making is this. That American freedom, that American culture, and that in order for it to be saved, uh, we have to deal with the problem of American democracy. And the great flaw in American democracy, according to them, is that it treats everyone equally. And because it treats everyone equally, his vote, their vote, a group vote, a group of people that look alike to them, white people who have a similar worldview, their vote, their power in their view is lessened. And so therefore, democracy becomes the opposite of freedom because freedom cannot be something where they and people who are less than them are treated equally. This philosophy got 100 million people killed, at least in the middle of the 20th century. And so everybody would have understood what this was who was alive in those moments. And when you see this in totality, the embrace of replacement theory, which is steeped in racial scientific theory, which goes back to the middle of the 19th century when a French nobleman uh, named de Gobineau introduced a ranking of whose race was the smartest and introduced into the lexicon a word that previously hadn't existed, and that word was Aryan. And over the next 70 years, the use of that word would be picked up by an obscure political party in Germany that was a far-right party that called itself National Socialist. These people call themselves National Conservatives. It is teeming with extremism. It is dangerous. This is a fear-based ideology that is meant to make people hate each other. And therefore, it is un-American. It is contrary to the American idea and ideal as we understand it, which is at long last, we stand at the edge of a moment when all people of all races and all religion and all ethnicity stand equally in this land before the law. That is what they are attacking, and that is what they hate. It's popular because fear works, because we live in a time of profound change, We know that a million people were wiped out by opioids by the Sackler family, and it was discovered as if Columbus discovered America for most of the people that live on both coasts. The fundamental dividing line in American politics is the line that separates Americans with a college degree from Americans who have a high school diploma. And the elites in the country, a lot of them, speak to and talk to people with a lot of contempt. And so this message is resonant. Lastly, there's something in the national character. And and what's what's present in the national character is this is this allergy around being told what to do. So when you combine the contempt, when you combine the fact that people feel unseen and unheard, they are ripe for a message around 
what they are angry about. They are susceptible to the lie because the lie is able to take root when people lose faith. And so the choice is ahead, where does the country go? And what the country's going to have to decide is if it wants to live in a world where fear and division is able to take root. So I'll just tell you what happens at the end of all of this. After you dehumanize everybody, that's when the killing starts. And we can watch that play out in Ukraine. Uh, exactly right. Now, um, I want to touch on... Um I want to touch on Bruce again when he mentioned, because Bruce always come in, uh, you know, he come in, I always at the right time and says, what's the solution, right? What I want to say is this, um, if you notice, uh, um, if you notice uh, Steve Schmidt attacked both sides because he said he talks about the elitism of uh, folks taking some for granted. And I honestly believe I and because I've experienced this myself, I've gone to the party. Right. I'm a precinct chair and I've gone to the party and said, you know, we we know who our voters are. But that's not enough. And we serve all voters, not just, quote unquote, our voters. I would like to and I, I, I live in a very red district, very red district. But I want to engage that district. I want to go ahead and start. Hey, have a good one, brother. But I want to finish this, this this sentiment that I'm talking here. And I wish you would stick around to hear what I got to say on this one, AVQ, because a lot of you don't agree with me. And you may not agree with me here either, because a lot of you think I waste my time by entertaining the Mike Seasacks and the Eric Hayes and the, Mike, uh, the Daniel Ledoes and the Lee Grants of the world. And I don't think I do. First of all, whether those names that, that are in our house right now change or not, it's not the very most important thing. It's that the, the dialogue that they brought to this room is in very, very important. Because for every one Mike Sisak in this house, there are thousands of them out there that ultimately some will listen to what we have to say. And some would even develop the rationale or see the rationale in what we're saying and what we're doing. It's not easy to have people bombard you with misinformation while we are trying to do it. But I love that they are bombarding us with misinformation so that we can qualify that information and have it live in the ethos. Because this lives, this podcast, it's, it's not a podcast, now, of course, a live show, but the podcast will live on forever okay now that and 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 mike said just like better very so often you initially show your understanding you understand economics but then go off on a tangent with your logical leftist argument that's fine for you to say that sir and i'm glad you're here really and please come back sometimes you should share my stuff too you get my right-wing brothers and sisters but so so what i'm saying is this we are kpft the, the radio station that i do two programs a week uh, we are building a, we're going to have a new house, new studios, hopefully in the next few months. And what my, my contribution to that particular space, as progressive a place as we generally are in our talk portion, we have music portion that isn't all that progressive. My goal out there 
It's going to be really engage the community, but not just that community that folk would expect us to engage, but everybody. And I want to echo Brother Bruce again. Solutions, right? And I'm going to give an interesting solution, first of all. And you guys are going to laugh at me, first of all. But it's true. L-O-V-E. Um, there is a person that contacted me from the right that actually that meant something to them. And I said, you know, I'm going to always use this. I mean, I'm gonna, I mean it when I say it, and I'm going to continuously mean it because people listen. And when they believe you and they see that you're not like them, you don't look like them, you don't think like them, you have a different ideology from them. And you still can say, you know what, man, just because you're a human being, I genuinely love you. And because of that, I'm going to continue to work with you. You may change a few. You may be able to change something that I may have gotten wrong. And I'm open to that. But you better be open for that which will save you ultimately. Uh, so, folks, do remember, we are in fun drive right now, but you are still getting yourself a great program uh, that we work at putting together for you. Stuff that you, some that you may know on a small level, some that you may not know at all. That's why we're here. Politics Done Right, KPFT 90.1 FM, Houston. We're asking you to invest in this community radio station. But why? Because, folks, there's a lot of media out there. But it's not media that you control. It's not media that has your interests at hand. When we're talking about community radio, when we're talking about this community radio station, KPFT 90.1 FM. We're talking about a station that is solely funded by whom? You. And if it is funded by you, our loyalty is to you. Most other stations, commercial stations, they're funded by their advertisers and their advertiser needs to program you. And they need to have you in a particular modal. That is why our politics is so bad. Because we need you uninformed. Politics done right doesn't believe in that. Politics done right, KPFT 90.1 FM, Pacifica Network, we don't believe that. We believe that it is essential that you are in control. It is essential that you support us so that we can feed the ethos that we can give, we can enlighten with what is the absolute truth. In that light, I'm asking you to please call 713-526-5738 or go to kpft.org and support us. You can support us with a $25 membership, a $40 membership, or you can get any one of our gifts that you find there, please do this in the name of Politics Done Right. Also, remember that you can 
get one of my several books out there. As I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom for a contribution of $120. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors for a contribution of $120. How to make America utopia. Take away the economy from those who rigged it. Pledge of $120. You can get any two of those books for $200. Any three of those books for $250. That is in, That is to support our station and all those books i promise you give you all that you need to have that conversation across the board to ensure to help us make a better america so please support us please support kpft 90.1 fm houston Call 713-526-5738 or visit kpft.org. In the name of Politics Done Right, please select one of our books, several of our books, or one of our offers. We're here for you. You can get Politics Done Right Mondays through Fridays on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash politicsdoneright. On YouTube Live at politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Please do not forget to follow me on Twitter for updates. My handle is at Egberto Willis at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. Before you get started, please remember to keep your community radio station in your minds. KPFT in your minds. Talk about it. Tell your friends about it. Tell them you know about this station in town, 90.1 FM Houston, that needs your support, that is there to provide what? That nourishment that we need. 713-526-5738. KPFT.org. Visit us online. Contribute online. KPFT. 90.1 90.1 FM. You can visit us at kpft.org. We have the honor of speaking to Charlotte Dennett. Who is Charlotte Dennett? Charlotte Dennett is the Beirut-born daughter of the America, of America's first master spy in the Middle East, uh, Daniel Dennett. She is an investigative reporter and the author of the, it, uh, of the best-selling book called Follow the Pipelines. Again, I repeat, Follow the pipelines with what's going on in Ukraine. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Charlotte Dennett, welcome once again to Politics and Right. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. Great to be on your show. Well, look, it's great. It's great to have you. Anyway, um, first, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I, uh, I'm an investigative journalist and author of three books. The latest one, Follow the Pipelines. Um, and I'm an attorney. I, um, I'm an attorney to pay the bills. <laughs> if, if you're an investigative journalist, you sure aren't going to count a lot on, um, bringing in a lot of money unless you're super famous, of course. So you need two professions in order to, uh, carry on your passion. Well, you so, know what, it, uh, it, it seems like you have a good one here, especially with what we're going through with Ukraine. So, um, Let's get started this way. Uh, Russia decides to invade Ukraine. In your humble opinion, without first going into the pipeline thing, what's the real genesis of that war? And let me just warn you, I had a Ukrainian citizen on one of my shows a couple of weeks ago who pretty much says, 
Russia is all to be blamed. We have always been a independent republic with our own history. And the, the Russians just came to be a part of us because of invasive history. That's the genesis of what, or that's a synopsis of what he said. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm still uh, boning up on the whole history of Ukraine, uh, but I can tell you that uh, there's a long history between Russia and Ukraine, and uh, which is why Russia is trying to recapture it. Uh, and but that's not the only reason. I'm, I am looking at that whole war through the, through the perspective of its being an energy war. And from that perspective, I would refer people to a RAND Corporation study that was published in 2000. And it's about Ukraine and natural gas. And and what that story says is that Ukraine has a good amount of natural gas and we need to develop it as a way to uh, wean the world or, or Europe off of Russian natural gas. And, and the whole thing sort of. Wait, wait, let me, let me, I need to stop you there. I need to stop you there because you just added a perspective that I never, ever had. I think you're telling me that the reason we've gone in all hog with Ukraine yeah. is you are saying that Ukraine has gas that to date is unexploited and that we want to be the one to exploit it. But Russia wants to go in there to be the exploiter. Is that correct? Am I understanding your engine? It's close. It's it's very close. Uh, Ukraine has the second largest natural gas deposits in Europe, but they're unexploited. But um, that explains this whole rush into Ukraine uh, you know, in what in 2014, um, there was a lot of commotion in there, and eventually, a pro-Russian president was removed by the CIA. And uh, I remember that. Yes, and eventually replaced, eventually by by uh, Zelensky. But here, here, here's the here's the uh, Rand report. This is Ukraine and the Caspian. 2000. This is before Bush starts doing all his stuff in that area. And in fact, uh, Dick Cheney, uh, head of Halliburton, was very interested in Ukraine uh, and the Caspian Sea. And the Caspian Sea was looked upon also as a great reservoir of natural gas. And the whole idea was to get away from uh, the dependency on Middle East oil because there was too much conflict. And, you know, oil cannot be exploited and pipelines can't be built. They can't be financed if if there's a conflict going on. So they start to look to other places. And um, so Ukraine was looked at way back in 2000. Now, let's just come up to 2014. Um, No, let's not. I'm sorry. We have to go even further back. This is how we. We uncover the origin of a crisis. You go back in history. And what right. I do is I, I, I keep going back to find the origin. Um, the dissolution of the Soviet Union in the 1992, there was a promise made by the United States that if uh, the Soviet Union was dissolved and the former Soviet republics were to go independent, NATO would not advance toward 
uh, the Soviet Union one inch. They broke the promise. And that has now been well established. Uh, NATO has moved in on all these different countries and gotten closer and closer to the border with Russia. So there are those- I need to pause you right yeah. there. And the pause goes as follows. I've heard that as well, but I don't know the history. Was that something that's documented, written, or was that verbal agreements? It was a written agreement. Okay. Uh, and I believe James Baker, uh, he was former, what was he, secretary? He was the secretary, secretary yeah, of state for yeah, George Bush. Yeah, he, he made that promise and broke it. And, and so when people say that this is an unprovoked war, that's what they say in the United States, that is not really true. It's not on. It's it is a provoked war, in many people's opinion. And in fact, there were warnings uh, by State Department officials that if if uh, NATO powers continue to encroach further, closer to the Soviet Union, there's going to. I mean, Russia. There's going to be a problem, as it turns out. Now, this does not necessarily justify the the aggression that Russia did or the brutality of the attacks. And I must pause you there. I must pause you there again, too, because in in, in telling these stories as as an independent journalist myself, what I like to make sure to do is provide context. Um, Independent nations should have the independence to associate with anyone they want to associate. Do you agree with that, though, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Just, yeah, just. I mean, yeah. And so uh, Russia, by invading, violated the territorial integrity of Ukraine. But people also need to realize that before he invaded, he kept asking for Russian, uh, for NATO assurances that, that, first of all, that they were not going to um, take in Ukraine as part of NATO. He wanted those assurances and the assurances were not given. So he's going to, he is going to go around and claim, uh, once people have some historical context, he's going to try to justify what he did. In my humble opinion, I see a plague on both their houses because mm-hmm. what I see this is as a energy war, first and I'm- foremost. I want to, first of all, I, I, two superpowers. I'd like to exploit that with you, or rather explore that with you. But what I want to remove from the context, in my opinion, at least, is that uh, whatever, you know, uh, that in another country wanting to become in alliance with another uh, should not be an excuse for any other country to invade the other. I mean, let me let me also tell you, though, America behaves the same way, because, again, if somebody when Russia was attempting to come to uh, put their their stuff in Cuba, if you will, uh, we didn't like them yeah. coming to Cuba. We didn't. In fact, I think we have something called um, where, where we have dominance over the Western, the American hemisphere, if you will. So, I mean, I'm not saying that America would not behave that way, but I think both America and Russia, in my opinion, would be wrong if they're the ones that are saying you can't be allied with X, Y, and Z. But yeah. so, all right. So let's go ahead and talk about your the, the, the gist of your book, however, which has to do a lot with this being an energy war, or this imply that this is an energy war with pipelines, et cetera. Why don't you make that case? Well, I, I have been tracking pipeline wars for decades. And that goes back to the role of my father uh, for the Central Intelligence Group, immediate predecessor to the CIA, 
when he was sent into Saudi Arabia. I, if I can just give you a little bit of this sure. historical context, it, it will explain how I got to Ukraine very briefly. Um, his role was to determine the route of the Trans-Arabian Pipeline. And this was in 1947. And um, he his mission was to figure out what its route was going to be because it was going to travel overland and have a terminal point on the Mediterranean Sea. And either the terminal point was going to be Palestine, interestingly, or Lebanon, which was right next door. And the more I looked at it, I also had my father's last report before he was killed, and I'll get to that briefly, and his last letter home. And from his last report, I learned there was a tremendous amount of intrigue going on at the time. Uh, America, by virtue of it having an exclusive concession of Saudi oil, was becoming a superpower in the Middle East and also in the world. And America's wartime allies, the French and the British, were very concerned about this because they had had a monopoly of, of control over the Middle East, particularly the British. Um, and But the French, they, they had control of Lebanon and Syria, for instance. British had control over uh, Palestine and Jordan. So there was a lot of intrigue. And I learned from declassified reports, because I sued the CIA, uh, that that uh, my father's job when he was sent over there in 1944 was to, quote unquote, protect oil at all costs. That is a very important sentence because it gets applied over and over and over again during the Cold War, going all the way up to the endless wars in the Middle East. So uh, once I had learned that, and that my that that my father was spying on on our allies. <laughs> um, th- then I began to understand the great game, and it's a ruthless game, and it's all about getting control of oil. So, and why control of oil? Because oil is the fuel of the military, which most people are not told or reminded of. Even now, with this Ukraine situation. You'll see all sorts of maneuverings with who's going to get natural gas and who's going to get access. But they don't say that oil is the fuel of the military. And when you and and the thing about the Ukraine war is what had once been hidden from view, censored out, is pretty blatant now. Uh, I don't think many people would dispute with me that energy has something to do. Energy security has something to do with this war. But still. When you see the black glowing smoke coming out of oil depots that were hit and refineries that were hit, that's because it is a military target and it's going to hurt uh, either side's advance. Which it did. Which it did. And in yeah. fact, the, the, that convoy of, of troops. They were stuck because they were out of oil. Yeah, they they ran out of oil. Now, whatever major, every major power knows is that Germany lost World War One and World War Two because their military ran out of gas. Can you believe it? That's what happened. So that's why this is so intense and it's still going on. Um, And and the other thing that brought me to Ukraine, um, because. From the Trans-Arabian Pipeline, which I followed up to the Endless Wars, I found pipeline connections to the wars in Afghanistan, Iraq, 
Syria, and Yemen. And I can elaborate. But getting to Ukraine, one of the first uh, Russian-owned projects that was sanctioned by the U.S. was a major pipeline. It's called the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Uh, and it is it has been completed after many efforts by the U.S. to prevent it from happening. Uh, and it is to carry natural gas under the Baltic Sea and going to Germany. And from there, it would be distributed. The reason the U.S. didn't want that is because that would have made Europe even more reliant on Russian oh, right. natural gas. And uh, so America's role in all of this thing is to weaken Russia and wean Europe off of its dependence on natural gas. And uh, that is all very well documented. So having looked at what they did with Nord Stream 2, then I looked at all these um, maps. Maps are very crucial. And uh, if you go to my website, followthepipelines.com, you'll see some very interesting maps on Ukraine. The Russians control the pipelines that transit through Ukraine. And they, up to now, they're still sending natural gas through there because uh, it was under contract. They had to make good on their contract before uh, the uh, war began. But those are aging pipelines. And um, the United States wants to develop alternative pipeline routes. And there have been efforts in the past that have succeeded. There's a pipeline that is called the BTC pipeline that was built. Uh, during the, let's see, I think it was in the 1990s. Um, and that runs from Baku uh, through Tbilisi, I can never pronounce it, Tbilisi and ending up in Turkey and Seyan. I have a map of that in my book. That was a way of avoiding uh, Russia. And it's all these bypass efforts. You know, we're going to bypass Russia and Russia's going to bypass the U.S., and it's this incredible pipeline wars that are going on right now. Um, so let's see, what else can I say about Ukraine? Why is Russia, why is Putin focusing on eastern Ukraine? Because Dundas. that is, yeah. yes, that is where most of the natural gas is. Okay. That is my opinion. And um, why uh, seize Crimea earlier? Crimea sits in the Black Sea. The Black Sea is loaded with oil and natural gas. It's, a lot of it is still not exploited. Russia has built two pipelines under the Black Sea, uh, and uh, the U.S. doesn't like that at all. And by getting a hold of Crimea, they have even more access to the riches of the Black Sea. And I have a map in my book about that. So um, it really is. The other aspect is that the United States... Um, has been renewing its pumping of, of oil and natural gas as a result of the war in Ukraine, because they're worried that that Russia will will shut off the the gas supplies to Europe. So that you've got to find alternatives. And the fracked gas people these tend to be more the smaller oil and natural gas companies. These are not the majors. Mm -hmm. They have been pining to get in to uh, that whole region of Eastern Europe. They're pining, to, they were pining to get into Afghanistan too, and Iraq. Uh, and Dick Cheney was one of the main people to do that. Um, Dick Cheney is the vice president to Bush, uh, was surveying the whole region, the Caspian, 
Um, and also he was he he was looking at Ukraine. And interestingly enough, uh, Victoria Newland, who uh, is that caught in Ukraine. Yeah. Oh, you know about her? Of course. In, in Ukraine, she's one of the ones who sort of uh, created sort of a malaise between I think she got caught by the Russians, if I'm mistaken, saying some untoward things on her cell. Right. It got leaked. It got leaked. They right. were talking about who they were going to replace uh, as the uh, who what Russian president, pro-Russian president, right, was going to be replaced with, and that right. and on the phone, she was also seen uh, handing out candy to the demonstrators right. against his regime. And she was very much in favor of a regime change, and she worked for Dick Cheney. Right. Uh, during the Iraq war years, and she's married to Robert Kagan, who's a key neoconservative. But I would say that it's not just the neoconservatives that have had their eyes on Ukraine. It's also, uh, well, certainly he's a big new Brzezinski when he was Carter's national security advisor. Um, he was looking through his concept of the grand chessboard which is a book he wrote uh, about establishing American dominance in the world as a single superpower. And so he he's a sort of a neoliberal. He comes out of the Rockefeller. They're all neoliberals. The ones who run our country that provide, I mean, you know, that's why whether it's Obama or it's Bush, our oil policy remains the same, and uh, and what we do overseas remain the same. My my, wh- why one of the reasons I love having you on talking about this, and again, I don't I don't want to be here giving misinformation about Russia, Ukraine, the United States, or anything. So I wanted somebody who actually knows what's going on. Your father was an ex spy who worked on this uh, on all the things on towards or otherwise that's done by not only the United States, but by France, by UK, by Russia, by all of them. He knows all, he knows where all the dead bodies were. were, And you also have a lot of documentation to where the dead bodies were. Interestingly, interestingly, let me tell you what I want. One of the reasons I wanted you here to, 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 to let my audience see you know, we have these fights among Republicans and Democrats and all of that as if we are anywhere in the game and we fight on their behalf of who to be the master or the control of entities when the reality is they're all in one boat fighting with each other to get maximization of their profits while we all, Mademoiselle Dennett and all of us, <laughs> suffer for what they do when they play their big games. Would you agree with any of that that I've said? I, cer- I certainly would agree with it. Sometimes there are differences within them. Um, I, I consider the neoliberal Rockefeller camp as uh, being more sophisticated, mm-hmm. and uh, they often rely more on economic pressure than going into a region with a sledgehammer. Uh, so so um, I think that they may not have gone into Iraq the way the U.S. did uh, under Bush so yeah. blatantly. Um, Bush was more more allied with the neocons, and he well because of Cheney, of course. And uh, they had been angling, as I said, these smaller ones. I mean, Bush Zapata Oil that was minor league, but they saw riches to make to be made, and they just you know went in full hog. Uh, the neoliberal camp is more sophisticated, generally speaking. But I want to return to Brzezinski. 
uh, guess who the U.S. ambassador to Poland is? It's his son. His son, okay, I know. What's he doing there? You know, well, you have he to has ask a name, yourself. right? Yeah. And then um, I, I found this great quote uh, from Henry Kissinger, who was a protege of Nelson Rockefeller, who I wrote about in a previous book. Right. And uh, Kissinger said, if you control the oil, you control the world. It's so true. that's what it's all about. They may have differences of approaches, but it seems to me that it, it's all sort of come together with Ukraine. Uh, you've got the neocons and the neoliberals sort of working together, it would seem to me. And it, the main goal is to weaken Russia. And, and, and I mean, Biden blew it. He said it. He said it. We, yes, we want regime it. change. Here, and then I was the like, thing. no, no, it's not regime change. Come on. Again, Who knows I, they I, want to get rid of it. Again, so. Ms. Bennett, I think one of the reasons that we want every American understanding these stories as well is because it was amazing to me how quickly Biden asked for $33 billion after he had gotten $14 billion. He has no problems getting it from either Democrats or Republicans. But, you know, it goes a bit further. He asked for $33 billion and they said, no, no, Biden, you can have $40 billion, 40 billion. to give yeah, them yeah. the to, to the Ukraine. And then you ask the question, wait a minute, aren't we having problems giving folks health care? Aren't our kids having problems paying their student debt? Aren't we having problems providing uh, medical, I mean, rather uh, family leave for those who need to take care and protect families? But we can always find the money to do the things that Miss Dennett talks about, and that is fund the pipeline wars. Miss yeah. Dennett, uh, why don't you give me a closure that summarizes what we are actually seeing in this world and what we should, as an educated citizenry, try to mitigate going forward? Well, we we have to understand the role of pipeline politics uh, and pipelines and oil in, in all the major conflicts in the world. And I have said that I, I see the war in Ukraine as becoming the mother of all energy wars if it further escalates, which it appears to be doing. And if we get into, God, God forbid, a nuclear confrontation. And so uh, I, I can't emphasize enough the importance of developing alternative energy, moving away from fossil fuels. The Europeans are doing it. This war scared Jesus out of them. They, yeah, they, uh, the Germany doubled its, uh, its, its defense budget too, right? Yeah, and I mean, they're really worried. So they, they're still doing that. But in the U.S., uh, certainly the independents and the gas frackers are making hay out of it. And uh, drill, baby, drill is back. All, a lot of uh, Biden's promises are going down the drain. You know, he's leasing public lands now to allow for drilling. You know, I don't think he wanted that necessarily, but the pressure of the energy companies is just enormous. So what we've got to do is further educate ourselves about about this horrible role that oil has to do with war, let alone climate change. OK, and and then once we totally understand that, we, we've got to save the planet and we've got to just do everything we can for future generations to get off fossil fuels. I think there will be fewer wars if that happens. Look what's happening today. 
the market's down a thousand, right? And it's because, as we were speaking, it's because of this war in Ukraine. They're, they're starting to get worried. And um, it's, a, it's a very serious situation. So I appreciate your allowing me to expound on my geopolitical analysis here. Charlotte Dennett, we need more Charlotte Dennett's out there telling the true story. Uh, Too often we rely on news bites that don't really go into detail and people are easily fooled by the misinformation, both by the neoliberals and the neocons. So I thank you so kindly, Charlotte Dennett, for having been on Politics Done Right. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Once again, we must endure a horrific act. This act, as described by Matthew Dowd, could not be said any better. I wish people listen, especially coming from one of, uh, of a past conservative who would get the ear of some very conservative Republicans. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. I'm a gun owner. I live in Texas um, and I'm all for gun reform in this. I think what we've reached is too often that too many, especially the GOP side, keep saying, let's just treat this as a single incident. What we've arrived at today is what happens when you put a toxic brew together of rising white supremacy and availability of guns. This is an 18 year old. He has access to guns that can kill. It sounds like from what the governor said, he had access illegally in making it a basically an assault weapon in in what he used. And we have this rising tide of white supremacy. And so we have to stop treating any of these like a single incident. The last 10 years, the greatest domestic threat of terrorism in this country by far comes from white supremacists. It's this brew pushed by many leaders of our country of this sort of white nationalism, white supremacy combined with access to guns, which the GOP wants to to do nothing about. Now, one has to ask the question, what is it going to take? How many more must leave the surface of the earth with these wounds of a machine made to profit many? How many more will we have to see leave this earth because of irresponsible politicians who won't do their jobs. Guess what? I have some great news for you guys. KPFT has a home. We finally purchased a home to host uh, our studios again. So very soon, very soon, as we get more funds that we can build out, we will be in those studios and we are going to be able to take your calls again. I'm going to tell you, my KPFT brothers and sisters, how much I missed you over the last two years, having sold the building, having the pandemic, having all those other things that have occurred, we sure miss you. But we are in fun drive mode, folks, and we need your support. So first of all, make sure we can get those studios up to par so that we can open it as soon as possible. We hope so. I am, I am, I am hoping that we are going to have this thing open in, 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 well, I'm not going to put any numbers on it because, you know, politics done right. We only talk facts here, but we want to get it up in weeks. Okay. That's what we're aiming for to get it up in weeks. We do need your support because there's a complete build out for studios, cameras, and all that guy, that stuff to give you a complete picture of what it's going to be about. 
And I'm hoping to be able to work with many to arrange a big launch when we open and have you there with us. And I'm telling you something that I am. This is my personal my personal uh, gift to you, my personal request to you. Those of you who provide support in the name of politics done right of $100 or more, of $100 or, or more, I'll arrange it for however many days it's going to take. I'm going to have you there if you so choose, if you so want, 100 or more, to come and sit down in that studio with me as we are doing a live politics done right show. I mean, we need all kind of support. And, you know, that's a little teaser, yes. But think about it. You, you're sitting there and you're in the action in la cámara. La gente te puede ver en la cámara. They'll see you on the camera and we're, we're, we're doing together and you see the show being done live. Why don't you support us? $100 or more and I'll start taking down names, right, of, of, of my supporters that, I, that are going to that provide those. And we're having it in studio, folks. So please help us get that studio up and running quickly. We already have the property. I don't have the address with me right on hand now, but in a subsequent show, I'll let you know. We're ready to go. We're serious. We are going to be back on air in the house. In other words, you're not going to, I'm not going to be pre-recording like I have to right now. We're going to be doing this baby live. You know, and you're going to be able to call in. You're going to be like, but I don't agree with you on that. 713-526-5738. 713-526-573. Please call now before we start completely. Please call now. And 713-526-5738. Or go to kpft.org. kpft.org. Select whatever option you want. Just provide that contribution of $100 or more. Well, look, you know you can contribute however much you want to contribute, okay? That's the reality. But I'm saying, I'm, I'm doing this to try to bring in more uh, more stuff for our, our station. Notice I said our station, right? So $100 or more, make sure to select Politics Done Right because all I'm going to get are those folks who are contributing to Politics Done Right that I know who will be coming into the studio with me when we open as we do live programming. Folks, please call 713-526-5738, 713-526-5738, or go to kpft.org. Provide us with $100 or more to be in studio. And we also have a lot of options with books. Have, I'll tell you about the books right now. Please get one of my several books out there. As I see it, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom for a Contribution of $120. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors for a contribution of $120. How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It for a Pledge of $120. Get any two of those books for $200, any three of those books for $250. 
$50. The contributions from my books go directly to support our station, KPFT 90.1 FM. Alternatively, folks, please get your basic KPFT-only membership for $40, a Pacifica-only membership for $25, or choose from one of our many other gifts for your contribution. Just go to kpft.org, choose Politics Done Right for the program, and select an option either for our books or something else to support the station. It is definitely worth it. You can listen and or watch Politics Done Right Mondays through Fridays on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash politics done right or on YouTube Live at politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Please do not forget to follow me on Twitter for updates. My Twitter handle is at Egberto Willis, at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L. I-E-S. But don't you forget, listen to us live on air at KPFT 90.1 FM on Thursdays at noon and at Fridays at 11 a.m. all central time. Please remember to keep your community radio station in your minds. Keep KPFT on your mind. Talk about it. Tell your friends about it. Tell them you know about this station in town, 90.1 FM Houston, that needs your support. That is there to provide that nourishment that we need. KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. Well, folks, that's it for today. You know how I'm going to end this baby. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, progressive, conservative, or otherwise, you get to hear your point of view. We are an independent media outlet that, unlike mainstream media beholden to corporations, we only owe allegiance to you. Remember, you can also send me a tweet at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is at Egberto Willis. Let us engage. 